This is HPR episode 2461 entitled Gitterite. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 31 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is using Gitterite to administer your Git server. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. and I want to talk about GitOLite. GitOLite is a server for a server front end for for Git. So in the previous Git episode I talked about just running Git on a server and kind of making that available to people via SSH, which is pretty typical. That's usually the the, the vector for getting into a, a Git repository. You, you can access it over a Git protocol or an HTTP protocol. But when you're pushing and pulling and actually making commits, usually people prefer SSH. So you can do that. I explained how to do that in the previous episode. But that relies entirely on on the, the host server in terms of who gets permission to access what. And when you go to add users, for instance, you have to do that through, through you know, it's just the Unix users get get receive git access and and you can you can manipulate permissions and things like that to to make sure that people don't have access to repositories that you don't want them to have access to but it would be a lot of work and someone's already done that work and the project that gives you all of that work for free is called gitolite that's g i t o l i t e Specifically, it's Gitolite 3, and I say that because the documentation for Gitolite at gitolite.com tells you to look for specifically Gitolite 3 when you go to install it, because I guess there, there, there must be packages out there still for just Gitolite, which refers, I guess, to version 2. So Gitolite 3 is quite a handy little front-end to help administrators manage users and user permissions in relation to a Git server. Now this isn't one of those fancy front ends that provides you a web interface or anything like that. It's it's not, for instance, GitLab or or something like that. It's 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 just for administration. So it's a command that you'll have on your server, and users will never really interact directly with Gitolite. They will you will give them an address of what they should use as their remote location for their Git repository. They will do that, and that's pretty much the only interaction they'll have with Gitolite. Gitolite is very much an administrative tool, and its advantage is that if you want a developer to join your project, or if the developer has, has requested access to a to a Git repository that you're managing, rather than them then automatically having to have a user account on your server, you can make them a user of of Gitolite and simply grant that user read and write permission, for instance, to a single repository, and that's all they'll ever be able to access on your server. It's really handy, so here's how to here's how to get it. So I'm just firing up a virtual machine right now, and when you Log in. Uh, you escalate to 
root user, or use sudo if you prefer, and do an install of gitolite 3 or gitolite. It just kind of depends on what reposit what your repository calls it. But if, if there's a gitolite and a gitolite 3, go for gitolite 3. So I've installed it. And the first thing that we need to do, and all of this stuff is what I'm talk talking you through, really, is available on the gitolite.com website. If you go to gitolite.com slash gitolite slash quick underscore install, it, that'll get you set up, really. You do have to kind of read the, the code, the, the box, the screen capture box, but, but other than that, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Now, there's, there's, there's longer explanations of all of this, but I'm just going to do the quick install because I'm assuming that you're fairly familiar at least with, with Unix and with SSH, and that's pretty much all this is going to entail. So I've, got, I've, I've set up a user for myself on this virtual machine, which, which you would want to do if you haven't already like a standard user, not just root, for instance. And then I've also created, or I've set up the SSH infrastructure on this server so that I can access it with a public key, or with a private and public key uh, exchange. So that's already set up. If you don't know how to do that, go learn how to do that and then come back and complete this this install. So on this server, I can now SSH into the the into this server. So I know that on this server I have one user and I'm going to escalate to root and I'm going to create a new user just called git, G-I-T. This is what is going to be considered the host user. That's what gitolite refers to this user as. Now it doesn't have to be the string git. It could be git dev. It could be developer. It could be, you know, whatever you want, but the point of this user is going to be kind of the, the owner, the keeper of Gitolite. So use whatever front-end script that you use to create users. Maybe it's add user, maybe it's user add, maybe it's a GUI, maybe it's Yast. Whatever you use, do that, create a user, and this user I'm calling Git. Now I'm going to get out of my virtual machine and go back to my client machine and I'm going to copy up to the server, up to the virtual machine, my public key for Clatu. So I'm just going to do an scp from my home directory in .ssh slash id underscore rsa dot pub and I'm going to copy that up to Clatu at 192.168.122.70 colon tilde. That may not be the address of your virtual machine, but if you're using vert manager, that's what it defaults to. Alright, so now back in the virtual machine, I have this uh, this key. Now I've called it gitolite.key is what I've I've changed the name of this of this file to. You don't have to do that. I did just so that I don't get all of my various keys confused. So now I'm going to move, as root user again, I'm going to move this gitolite.key over to slash home slash git. And then I'm going to go into slash home slash git. And I'm going to change the owner of that key 
such that it is git colon oh, I don't know where that is on the QWERTY keyboard anymore users and that will be gitolite.key and then I'm gonna su into su space dash space git so now I am the git user perfect so what we have is a git user a dedicated git user and we've got my administrative SSH public key sitting in the in the home folder of this new git user now what we all we have to do is is do a setup for GitOlite, and there is a subcommand for setup. It is called GitOlite space setup, and then the arguments. Well, you can see the arguments if you do a GitOlite space setup space dash h. That will kind of explain what you need to do. It doesn't explain it super well. I I found I found it quite confusing to be honest, but you can at least read it. it it is there so gitolite space setup and then what we really want to do is space dash pk or or if you prefer the long version of that dash dash pub key and then the file so in this case the file that our public key is is gitolite.key so that's Clatu's key it's living in gitolites it's it's Clatu's public key living in gitolites home directory for now so we've done a gitolite setup dash dash pub key gitolite dot key. I press return, and it says that it does not end in dot pub. I guess I'm going to rename my gitolite dot key to gitolite dot pub. There we go. And now I'm going to do gitolite setup dash dash pk or dash dash pub key gitolite dot pub. And it says it's initialized an empty repository. It's initialized an empty repository. That SSH is missing. It's creating a new one for me. And it says that the authorized keys is missing, so it's creating a one. And it's normal on a brand new install, so don't panic. And now if I do an ls in my home directory, I've got my public key. I've got a projects.list, and I've got a repositories directory. If I do a list in repositories, I have a gitolite-admin.git and I've got a testing.git. The only one I really care about right now is gitolite-admin.git. So what I can do now on my client machine, so this is not in the virtual machine, this is on my client machine, I'm going to do a git clone space git at 192.168.122.70 colon gitolite-admin.git so notice, the user on my client machine is, is Clatu, it's not git, but I'm doing a git clone using git at 192.168.122.70 colon gitolite-admin.git. And then I will copy that, or I will deposit that in a folder called gitolite-admin.git here on my local machine as well. So if I do that, it may prompt you for your password, if you have a password on your SSH key, and then suddenly it is cloning a new repository called gitolite-admin.git. All right, 
So this is actually how you ad administer your Gitolite server. So suing to the Git user and going into Git home directory and all that other good stuff, that's that's you're done with that now. You're not really going to ever do that. And you are discouraged from doing that by Gitolite documentation. They tell you specifically, do not do that. Don't try to administer Gitolite from the server. Those are essentially those are now those are going to become well, those will be bare repositories that you are not meant to interact with directly. They're the trackers for all the remote repositories out there in the wild. And, and that includes your administration repository. So on our client machine still, so again, from, from here on out, we're always on the client machine. We are not dealing with the server ever again, not directly anyway. I'm going to keep the virtual machine running because obviously in real life you would have the server running, but I'm just saying I'm not SSHing into the, that server with an interactive shell any longer. This is all from the client machine. So on the client machine, I'm going to go into, I'm going to cd into gitolite-admin.git. And I can see that there are two um, things here. I'm going to do an ls-f, and I'll see that they're both um, directories. One directory is called conf, and one is called keyder. So if we do, let's just do a cat on conf slash, and then the only file in that in that directory is gitolite.conf. So this is the main configuration for the entire infrastructure of, of your Git server. Or I should say, the entire infrastructure of, of Git on your server. So it this, con, this configuration file currently has two entries in it. It defines a repo, two different repositories, and then it assigns a user certain permissions, one for each repository. So the first one will be repo space gitolite-admin, and that's going to be true no matter what. If you've, if you've installed gitolite and you've followed along with this, it, it defines itself, the gitolite-admin directory. That's what we're using right now, the repository. And the initial user for that is, well, it has permissions, rw+. The R is for read, the W is for write, and then the plus is for everything else that you could do to a repository. Fast forward, delete branches, merge branches, things like that. And the user that it gives that permission to on my system is called Gitolite. And you might think that that might, I mean, that might be different than yours. Or you may just be confused as to why Gitolite is the user with those permissions. Like, didn't we SSH in as a user called Git? Well, more on that in a moment. The second repository that it defines is repo testing. And again, that has RW plus permissions set for the user at all. Now, that's, that's the at symbol followed by the word all. And the at symbol is the notation in the gitolite.conf file to denote that it is a group of users. So if, if we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. So for now, just know that the at all means that everyone in the all group can access the testing repository as it is as it is configured right now. Okay, so let's look before we get into groups and fancy things like that. Let's just have a look at where this Gitolite setting is coming from for the for the Gitolite admin. So now if you do an ls on key dir, at least on my system, because this is what I did earlier in, the, in, in setting it up, there's a public key called, or named, gitolite.pub. And that's because, if you'll recall, on my virtual machine, on the server, I had created 
or I had copied up my Clatu public key to my git server, and I had named that key gitolite.pub. So since gitolite.pub is the name of the key, that becomes the unique identifier for the user, for the, the sort of vague notion of a, of a user on that system. So if we added, for instance, a bob.pub key to our keyder, then we could go into our configuration file and give Bob all kinds of permissions. And that is exactly how you add users to this infrastructure. So if you've got a developer who wants access to a repository, the developer sends you their public key. You give it some name that makes sense to you. It can be their username. It can be your nickname for that person. It could just be some other designation that you have come up with for tracking your users. But whatever that public key gets named, the string before the .pub becomes their unique identifier to Gitolite. And so you can do, you can open up the Gitolite.conf, and you could say, well, let's give, let's give this person, uh, let's say, Bob read right, uh, read access, just read access, to the testing repository, and so you would just type r and then equals and bob and as long as bob has a bob.pub in the keyder then bob can interact with that repository using obviously bob's private key on bob's system to authenticate against that public key on the server now bob will still do a git clone of 192, well, git at 192.168.177.20 colon testing.git. He won't use his name, Bob. It'll still be under git at. Everyone's going to use git at, just like on GitHub, GitLab, and all those other solutions. You're, you're, you're all SSHing to git at, and then that, you know, the domain name. The difference is that they are using SSH keys to not only authenticate to the server, but also to identify themselves uh, so that Gitolite can determine who has permission to do what. Does that make sense? So once you make these changes, the one really, really important thing you have to remember to do is you have to git add conf gitolite.conf and git commit, and we'll say we've added Bob. And we also need to git add the keyder, bob.pub. And now we'll do another git commit because I didn't do that initially. So git uh, added Bob pub key. And now we do a git push origin head, all capitals, head is H-E-A-D, all capitals. Uh, git push origin head, put in my password from my public key, 
and now if we were a user named Bob with Bob.pub as our key, we could then clone git testing, uh, the testing git repository. And of course we can actually test that by simply doing, well we'll have to make an entry I think, this is the only way I know to do it anyway, make an entry into our .ssh config file to masquerade as Bob whenever we talk to this host. So the, identif the, the user remains as git, but the key that we want to use now is in my testing directory, and it's called bob.pub. And now I can do a git clone 192.170.testing.git. Uh, and I didn't put a password for Bob's fake key, so it's just cloning the directory immediately. And there it is. Not much to look at, but it does work. Yeah, that's um, that's that's the really, really basic side of Gitolite. There's a lot more that you can do with it uh, in terms of the configuration file. You can add groups, as I started to hint earlier, so that you can you you can say, uh, and you can group repos together, or you can group users together. So you can you can create a um, an at my repos group, for instance, and you could say, well, that's going to equal the repos foo and bar. So it would be at my repos equals foo, and then at my repos equals bar. So you're just adding them to a list in in a sense, if one per line. And then you can say, okay, repo at my repos, and then you can grant read, write, and everything else access to yourself. You know, so that you have, you you can go into any repo and do anything that you want, as long as it's a repo that is listed in at my repos. Or you can do that in the other, you know, on the other end with with users and define a set of users that maybe, you know, all staff members might have access to all, um, I don't know, all of the all of the project repositories, whereas uh, developers may have access to something else. I don't know. So at staff equals Bob and Klaatu, and then you can set R plus, you know, RW plus equals at staff. So it's pretty pretty simple, I guess. There are a few other things that you can do in terms of I mean obviously I should mention also RW plus is not the only set of permissions that you are allowed to grant um obviously. So the RW plus is read write and then everything else that you can do with a repository, but you can also just do R for just read. I guess you could do just W. I don't know really how that would work, but you can do RW for read and write. And you can do a minus to deny access. So if you need to explicitly deny access for, for whatever reason, whether you just feel better about doing that, you can just do a dash. And it will remove access from a certain uh, repository. 
but I think more often you would probably use it to deny access to a specific branch, for instance. So you might give you might give certain people access to uh, a repository, but forbid them, you know, deny access from the master branch. And that can be very useful, obviously, if you don't want people breaking your builds and your you know your your master is your is your stable, then you can remove access from master for Bob, but then grant access to, for instance, dev to Bob, so that he can work in the dev branch but can never access master. So there you go. Um, the 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 configuration file options are are delineated pretty clearly at gitolite.com/gitolite slash conf it's a pretty good pretty good page full of various rulings and and subtleties of of how you can manage permissions and it's quite flexible it is it, it's it's a lot more flexible for instance than just letting people ssh into your server and grab the repository that's for sure i mean you can replicate a lot of this with for instance git hooks and you know you can kind of see what users trying to push to what branch and you could deny a push if if it was happening but i mean that's just a lot of work and it's a lot easier to just set that here in one centralized location and as i say the the two things that you have to remember to do i think for the configuration part is to obtain the public keys and give them the proper name that's one thing it's two things but i'm counting it as one and then the other the the one that keeps messing me up is i forget to push I just I, I make the change on my client uh, on my client computer where I have my gitolite-admin configuration and then I forget to push the thing back up to the server so I grant someone access and then they email me later and tell me I, they can't get to it and I'm, I'm asking them are you using the right port are you using your key and then I realize oh yeah I forgot to push that commit so don't forget to do that I think that's everything to be honest. The the bulk of the work is kind of the setting up of that initial SSH key infrastructure to make sure that you've you've got permission and that Gitolite knows that that's the key that's going to be the administrative user that whole part. After that it's it's really almost self-explanatory. I mean, you can kind of look at the configuration file and figure out how to do that yourself. Oh, I which I should mention, yeah. So if you're adding a repository, so if you if you want to add a new repository, all you have to do is create a new line. So repo, uh, let's do HPR, and we'll RW plus equals Ken, and uh, RW equals Klaatu. So I'm pretending here that I have Ken's public key, and repo HPR yeah so that's all I have to do in order to create a new repository I'll do the git add and then I'll do the git commit uh, added HPR repo and then I'll do the git push origin head type in my password for my user my ssh public or private key whatever it is called and there we go so now gitolite on the back end 
if we were to if we were to look at it, at the infrastructure of this thing on our virtual machine which of course we we've been told not to really mess around with that not to really look too too closely behind the curtain but we're going to do it anyway if we look at this and we look in the repositories directory we'll see now that there's a gitterlite-admin.git a testing.git and an hpr.git so in order to create a a new bare repository on your server you just add it to your gitterlite configuration file give it some at least one user and it'll be created for you now this is probably a good time to mention that if you are doing something fancy like taking existing Git repositories and migrating them uh, to be under the control of Gitolite, you should read up on how to do that. There is a section called uh, basic-admin, so if you go to gitolite.com slash gitolite slash basic-admin, there's a section there on bringing existing repos into Gitolite. You don't want to just do this yourself without reading their warnings because should you have anything very fancy set up or if you just have it named wrong like it just it'll either won't work or something will get messed up so you don't really want to do that really honestly so be careful there but yeah that's that's gitolite it's it makes the administration of a git server much much easier it makes it really flexible it does not provide a pretty front end for your users, so if your users are those types of Git users who really, really rely on the HTTP stuff and, and want a web page where they can view all their diffs and things like that, this is not it. But if your users are fairly confident in, competent and confident in Git, and you know whether they're using the ter a terminal or whether they're using something like Git Cola or some GUI front end, this is a brilliant 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 way to do administration on the server side give it a go try it out i think you'll like it thank you for listening I'll talk to you next time you've been listening to hacker public radio at hackerpublicradio.org we are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday monday through friday Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.